Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which of course is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, March 19th. My name is Javier Reyes, your host of this here Locked On Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at L underscore Padres. Padres? Mm, said that a little bit weird. Or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. Both accounts are full of all kinds of good things. Just put out a little bit of a meme today before I started recording the show because I'm a big fan of memes. I actually thought it was a qu- quite quite the funny one. Just trying to, I guess, uh, just trying to do my best to do any sort of content, I guess, out there for the world to see. And if you feel so inclined, of course, you guys can reach out to me and ask any questions you might want to hear on the show. Lord knows I'm going to need the help to produce and come up with ideas, ask me about anything, and I'm actually going to answer one of those listener questions for the podcast. I actually am going to read one of those and answer it. And it's not what you expect, but it's going to be a fun one, definitely, to be sure. But first, guys, what I wanted to talk about today was the the MLB draft news. And that's kind of the only, I don't know, I, I have to take every news that comes out basically these days. And basically, the MLB is considering canceling the amateur drafts due to the whole coronavirus pandemic. And this is obviously a, a, a big deal, both things, both the virus and this. And I honestly don't did not have an initial opinion on this. I don't really know enough about the draft and if we're being totally honest I never watch the draft I only just check really quickly to see who the number like like the first three picks are usually and then I see who the Padres pick that's it and unless it's somebody there's actually like one year I forgot which year it was I think I knew somebody that got drafted I, like I actually like knew of them somehow because of somewhere that I visited I forgot what year that was but other than that I really don't care about the MLB draft it's just not exciting enough it's not interesting enough and because we know we're not going to see these guys, most likely, for years to come. But I'm going to read now from Yahoo Sports from Mark Townsend. Just read a little bit of the article to kind of give you guys some some overall information by someone who's very smart and actually knows how to write about these things. Major League Baseball is considering skipping its annual amateur draft and putting off the next international signing period to preserve cash during the coronavirus shutdown, Ronald Bloom of the Associated Press reported Wednesday. Cutting the amateur draft is one of several issues on the table right now. Talks between MLB and MLB Players Association have been going on since the weekend, with the main issues being a resolution on how and when players will be paid, and how Major League Service time will be credited while games are not being played. Now reading from the Associated Press, talks between management and the Players Association are ongoing and include the contentious issue of Major League Service time, which determines eligibility for free agency and salary arbitration. MLB has proposed crediting full service for 130 games or more and proportional service for a shorter season. The people said on condition of anonymity because those details have not been made public. Now, reading on from the article a little bit more, service time is key piece of the puzzle. A lot of what happens will revolve around the service time talks. Each player is credited one day of service time each day they're on the major league roster during the regular season. That time served is used to determine eligibility for free agency and salary arbitration. According to the AP report, union representatives believe a full season of service time should be credited regardless of how many games are played. That would bump everyone's clock up one full season. The owners will reportedly only concede 130 games, which could end up impacting some players' status and ultimately their pay beyond the 2020 season. For details and then details on the draft, the 2020 MLB draft is scheduled to take place from June 10th to June 12th. It had been planned for the event to take place in Omaha, Nebraska, site of the College World Series. With the MLB season looking likely to be delayed into June or even later, the draft may have been pushed back anyway. MLB's next international signing period is scheduled to begin July 2nd. 
If canceled, this would be an unfortunate development for the prospects looking to begin a professional career in 2020. It's an unprecedented time to be sure, especially given the uncertainty of when life and sports will return to normal. But this would still not reflect well on the owners if presented as a cost-cutting measure. And I really think, now speaking as myself, of course, I really think that last kind of bit really captures my kind of initial feelings on this, even though I didn't know exactly how to feel. I really think that that's true. It's If this is something that's being done just to cut costs, that's not going to sell well. But I also admit that we are in weird times. And I've been seeing on Twitter, people are really jumping down everyone's throats right now when it comes to the coronavirus. I know that's what's trending right now is the Imagine song from John Lennon because a bunch of celebrities you know, came together and sang it and Vanessa Hudgens the other day, the her objectively very stupid thing that she did the other day. I'm not even gonna explain what she did. You could look that up yourself. It's 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 a time where everybody's really watching how everybody's acting, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's a lot of judging going on and I'm really not a fan of that usually. I don't like it when people virtue signal, I don't like it when people start kind of acting like they're the they're the the definitive voice on things that they're the people who know everything and that if you make a single mistake you have to be crushed for it right but on the other hand of that it's like well you should also be criticized and you can't be allowed to do whatever you want so that being said i think that i don't know how to feel about this because on one hand there, there's a little bit of comp it's complicated you know what i mean and it does stink like there are players who want to get signed and start their career the right way. And if this is something that's being done to mitigate how much money that they owe the players and the whole fight that's going on with the minor league system right now and to prevent that whole thing. I know that there's that weird rule that always happens every year that if you get called up to the major league roster like after May, then you, you get an extra year of control over the player. Like, like small weird things like that. I understand stuff like that, but I also want to just reflect and be like, hey, in fairness, this is unprecedented. We've never had anything like this happen before, so I don't want to start assuming that this is being done for purely malicious intent. Although I also understand that why people might think that that's a possibility of why the MLB is considering this and what have you. That's really all I have to say on that. And today's podcast, really all I wanted to do was, was answer a listener question and just talk a little bit. Just talk to talk to my fine folks here and say, first of all, I, a little life update. I actually watched Bull Durham for the first time today. I woke up, watched it, and I guess you could say it, it was definitely a movie. I, I actually am going to have more thoughts for it on my man Sully, who's the host of the Lockdown MLB podcast, which you guys should definitely t- check out. They're doing season previews right now. Padre season preview isn't up yet, but it will be soon. But I'm going to be going on his podcast, which is the Boulder a Minute, to talk about the movie at a specific minute of the movie. Really, really excited to do that. So stay tuned. I'll probably uh, link to that at some point in the future, whenever that may be. Probably going to record that tomorrow-ish when I'm more free. But before we answer a listener question and we maybe do a little story time that I have for you guys, first I want to talk to you guys about Withings. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they're still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale 2020. If you are looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for durability and an exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you need to have your phone on. But Withings Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, and even a local weather report. 
The scale can support up to eight users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a Withings Body Plus right now at withings.com for a very limited time. Go to withings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com slash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus body composition scales. That's withings, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com slash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus body composition scale. And we're back, everybody, here on the Locked On Padres podcast, as always, hosted by me, Mr. Javier Reyes. I don't know why I'm saying it's hosted by me if you're listening this far, but whatever. Now that we're back here, we're just talking about the MLB draft, and now I want to read a listener question that was sent to me via Twitter, which, of course, remember, you guys can hit me up on there at Javapeno or the Locked On account, which is at LO underscore Padres. So we're going to talk about that, and then I want to maybe... I think I've decided I want to talk a little, do a little story about how I got into podcasts. A little bit of a little bit of a story time for you guys. So here we go. It's coming from Twitter user Mr. Derek Aslan One. Name on there is Dare Bear, which I appreciate very much. He asks, "Hey man, I had a question for you in the show that's not baseball because there's not much baseball to talk about. Fave com- competitive video game. I know you've mentioned Overwatch a bit, and that's one of my tops too. Either that or FIFA slash Madden, but was wondering what your top is." He also says that he loved the Naruto soundbite. So thank you. Thank you, uh, Mr. Dare Bear. I appreciate that very much. I know it. I know that people might be thinking, because I've talked about this on the podcast, that I'm a big pop culture kid and I love video games and all that stuff, that I'm just making this up for an excuse to have a, a reason to talk about video games on the podcast. But I promise you that is not the case. In terms of my favorite competitive video game, believe it or not, I, I mean, I really do love Overwatch because I'm a big fan of the superhero genre and any hero-related thing. And there's something so bright and aesthetically pleasing about Overwatch. And that Overwatch is really one of those games that when it came out, we were still in this this kind of era of like bro shooter and like you have to be gritty and you have to be hyper realistic and it's you got the Call of Duty games coming out and they're maybe they're set in the future but still and you got Battlefield and you have things like Gears of War and all this stuff. People were going for more movie quality type stuff, right? And then Overwatch came out and it was kind of like this counterculture programming going on, you know what I mean? So it brought back like it's like no, you can still be cartoonish and zany and have more personality. It doesn't have to be super realistic. Sometimes people just want to have superheroes to watch and be happy about and be hopeful about. And that's what happened here. And Overwatch just has such a diverse roster of characters, both aesthetically in terms of just how, or I should say, both in terms of how they play and how they operate, but also in terms of literally their aesthetics and race and gender. And it's just, it's really cool that they have people like Tracer, who's gay, and they have people like Zarya, this giant Russian girl, and then they have... Pharaoh, who's this like a, a, like Egyptian jetpack person, and all all these really cool characters, and Genji, who's just super cool, this ninja guy, and Winston, and all, all these like characters that have become like, even though the game doesn't have a official like kind of story mode, I know that they've had some co op missions. They've really had all these this lore that's really built up, and these be, they've become really beloved characters. And I'm I've even though I was a little bit late on the bandwagon, I actually only bought the game like four months ago. I'd been playing it for a few years, but only at my friend's house and at my sister's house. So I'd played it a lot before, but not at will, I guess I should say. But I'd say in terms of my f- favorite competitive multiplayer game, Overwatch is definitely up there. But believe it or not, my favorite competitive multiplayer game, I think ever, I'd say is the original Call of Duty Black Ops, which actually, at the time of recording this, I actually saw a, r- a rumor today that that might be the Call of Duty the game that comes out this year. They might be doing a a remake remaster similar to what they did with Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. So really, really jazzed about that. 
Black Ops was just one of the first Call of Duties I played, and it was I love the story mode first of all, and I just love the competitive mode. I like that it you had to just get kills with your gun in order to get kill streaks. I just love the maps on it. I don't know. I like the zombie mode. I just that one. I was also filthy at it by the way i had a ratchet in that game man i would shoot i could get nail anybody from any distance i was really good at that game but i spent in just an egregious amount of time on that game but i will say that's probably my favorite overwatch honestly it's it seems cliche to say but that but that's probably my number two i still think call of duty black ops is my absolute favorite but in terms of my all-time favorite that one's probably ahead of it Call of Duty Black Ops, just the amount of, I mean, if I could go back and see how much time, I have my Xbox 360 somewhere, if I could go back and see how much time I spent on there, like days and hours and whatnot, I think I had easily like, I don't know, 36 days maybe spent total on that game, like that's an, an ins, uh, like that's an insane amount of time. But I think it's true, especially when you take into account all the other things. If you take into account the story mode, which I replayed a bunch of times because I really loved it. I thought it was really well-paced, really well done. And just talking about it makes me want to play it again. And I have a lot of like nostalgia for that game. And it's my favorite in the series still to this day. I absolutely loved it. And the Black Ops series, I think in general, is pretty fantastic. But yeah, to answer your question, Derek, thank you so much for asking that. I really appreciate an excuse to talk about video games here on the podcast. But now I wanted to talk about something very very special to me and that's it's a story time moment because as you guys know a little start for content did talk about baseball at the beginning but i wanted to talk about the first time i got into podcasts it was back when when hurricane irene happened and that was a that hit new jersey that was the year before my freshman year of high school actually and i remember when it hit we lost power for maybe two days i don't remember it being too bad it wasn't like hurricane sandy which happened around a year ish later i think I'm getting the dates uh, correct. I know I, I always love whenever I talk about Sandy to bring up that song. The, we're stronger than the storm. <laughs> so I always kind of laugh when I think about Sandy a little bit. Of course, I'm not trying to be insensitive to what like the people actually really suffered. But anyway, Hurricane Irene happened and we knew we were going to lose power and we knew we got to entertain ourselves. You know what I mean? It wasn't the end of the world for me. I'm very much in a position where... I do, it's not, like I said, it's not the end of the world when we lose power for a bit. Very privileged person, I'd say, for sure. I mean, look at me, I'm doing this podcast, come on. I remember I decided, I, I'm a big fan of the website IGN, or at least I still am, but I remember at the time, I was like, that was my, wow, like, there are people who get paid to talk about video games and write about video games? Like, at the time, that was crazy, and that was when I was in middle school first discovering them. And I'd been reading them, and I'd been watching their video content for a while, and I decided... Let me give this, this, it was Podcast Beyond a try. It was hosted by these two guys, Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty, who are completely in different positions right now in terms of their careers. I'm still a fan of both of them to an extent for sure, but I remember listening to it, and it was basically like, it was a full, it wasn't produced, it was just an hour and a half, almost two hours of just these guys talking PlayStation. And it was, I mean, guys, I can't stress enough what it was like listening to that you know I cannot like because to me I in middle school especially I grew up around a bunch of people who thought liking video games was weird 
Like it was weird, weird. It was thought of as like a weird thing because I went to a private school and my class was only like 20 people big. And if you weren't into sports, that was like, yeah, oh man, you play video games? Like that's how you like to spend your weekends? So I was in a, I was a little bit more isolated as a kid, especially during the school year. But then I realized I'm listening to this podcast and people talking very professionally and having fun, just talking about video games and all that stuff. And I was like, I just remember sitting on my couch actually downstairs. I'm recording this in my room right now. And I remember sitting on the couch, it's gray out, and I was just looking, we had the curtains. I remember every detail of this. I'm listening to these people just talking on PlayStation, I'm just looking at the ceiling. I'm twisting and turning a little bit maybe on the couch, but I'm just looking at the ceiling, looking at, just thinking. I'm just thinking about all the stuff they're talking about. I'm just, it felt like I was just in the room with friends that I never thought I had. That's that's kind of what I feel like podcast their potential is. The potential of a podcast is to feel like you're in a room with somebody talking stuff that you really like. Sometimes there are very produced podcasts too. Don't get me wrong. I know people like the serial podcast and I know that they love the, the murder podcast and all those super produced and story narrative type of podcasts too. But for me personally, some of my favorite podcasts in my life have always come from people who are, you can tell, just have great chemistry and are just kind of hanging out. You know, they're, they're shooting it. They're talking about whatever. And it could be about anything. It could be about the most minute of things they could be talking about teletubbies but if they do it in creative ways who knows they could be re-watching all the teletubbies episodes and making observations i don't know if someone's done that podcast before then shout out to them if someone hasn't there's an idea for you i guess i don't know but i just remember thinking oh i'm not i'm not weird I'm not the only one who watches E3 press conferences and really gets excited about the possibilities that they're going to reveal new games. And I'm not the only one who loves when they do predictions for what might happen and they start talking about like, well, what's the strategy for for PlayStation here? How are they going to compete with with Gears of War coming out from Xbox and Halo and all this stuff? Because when I started listening to it, PlayStation wasn't like the clear number one standard at the time. It was definitely like the, the 360 and Xbox was kind of dominating the culture conversation. And for good reason by the way and i so i was like listening to them from the the ground up you know they're they're they were pleading the case of playstation and they were saying this is what sony has to do and they were critical and they were just spot on and it made me start thinking about video games in a way that was like maybe that's a career for me maybe talking about these types of things could be a career for me maybe this is a way that i should be thinking more often and it's not just oh yeah that game was good it's fun yay we played it yesterday and it was a blast it's like no you can talk really intelligently about these things you can talk very sophisticatedly about these things and you could also just have fun with it and i remember those two guys forever i'm grateful for both of them having done that and the time that they had with podcast beyond i think that it ended their turn i listened to that like i said for the first time when I was entering my freshman year of high school, and I think they ended it around my freshman year of college. That's when they stopped. The podcast still goes on. It's hosted by someone named Jonathan Dornbush, I believe. And podcast was was good. But even before that, I started tuning in on like episode 200. You know, that's when I was listening to that podcast. And it went like, like with those two hosts, with Colin and Greg, like 600, no, maybe not 600, it was like 400, 500 which is insane to me. And I just remember every week when when I was down and I wasn't feeling great, especially when I was in, especially certain my, like my sophomore year of high school where I felt like I didn't have any friends and I didn't have anybody supporting me or what have you, that I just could just go downstairs, turn off the lights, play this podcast in my bed or upstairs in my bed, what have you, and just forget about the world for a little bit and feel like I'm hanging out with two friends that I never even met, two best friends almost that I've never even met. 
and I just they were funny, they were hysterical, and they were really smart and just so keen on detail. So in a way, it's it's kind of funny, but that aesthetic, that visualization I always have when I was on that couch listening to that podcast for the first time. Curtains open in the living room. I can see the the golf course that's outside my sight, and I remember looking out, just seeing the gray skies because I'm actually I don't like the sunlight, so <laughs> I actually very nostalgic for any time the weather isn't like that, and. Looking out there, being on the couch by myself, I was playing it through my iPad, the original iPad that came out, listening to it on there and just thinking, wow, I wish I, I wish I downloaded more of these, you know, and I actually had three of them ready to go, but I wish like I downloaded the entire back catalog. And it sounds crazy to say, but that's one of the best moments of my life. I mean that sincerely, I mean that genuinely, it was one of the best moments of my life. It was a moment where I was like, wow, you people really can get nerdy and they're like, big for it they're famous for it they're paid for it and feeling like I was in company that was like me and could relate to my interests and don't get me wrong I did have other interests I did like sports I loved watching baseball and I loved checking out my, my even when it wasn't the Padres with the Yankees with my dad and whatnot I still had other interests but video games was one of my my top ones and still is and to have that experience it was it was really kind of life-altering it was a small thing that happened and who knows, maybe I'll meet those two guys one day and be able to tell them that myself. Who knows? But yeah, that was... I'm wondering, do you, have you guys... Do you guys remember your first ever podcast? The listeners out there? I'd love to hear what your first podcast experience was and what your first really great podcast listening was experience too. could be something where you were just laughing on the floor dying. It could be something that informed you. Maybe you listened to Revisionist History by Malcolm Gladwell or a serial podcast or anything. I don't know. Let me know. Send me, send me a message on Twitter, be all gushy and mushy like I just was, be all dramatic and whatnot, and I'd love to hear your stories because I want to hear if you guys felt the same way about that first time that you kind of had a really great podcast experience that changed you, because that's what happened for me, and ever since then, I've been obsessed with podcasts and have always wanted to host one, and look, I'm hosting one on the Padres, so that's pretty, pretty cool, and all that stuff, so... Yeah, that about does it, though, for my thoughts on that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed a little story time with Javier. Maybe I'll start doing this more and more over the coming months because Lord knows we're going to need to have some content. I'll keep coming up with different topics, but maybe if you guys want to ask me a question, I'd love to tell stories. I love telling stories about my personal life. I am kind of an open book to an extent. There are very serious things about my life I don't tell anybody, but including some of my closest friends. But in terms of just a lot of things, I'm, I'm a pretty open book. So, so please ask me, guys, whatever question you want. And I'll, I'll answer it on the podcast. It can be about video games. That's what I just talked about before. This was kind of the video game podcast, if we're being honest. But, hey, whatever. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Maybe wanted a little bit of something different than the usual baseball talk during these kind of tough times we're in. So that's it for today's edition of the Locked On Padres podcast. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Still forever and always making that joke. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. Definitely got some good things planned for you guys, but remember to hit me up and maybe we'll do more story times like we did today for sure. And until next time, stay safe and of course, stay faithful, my fire faithful homies. Take care.